Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of NASCAR Radio. This is episode 150 of NASCAR Radio. Ooh, ah, ooh, ooh, look at that ah. one. Ooh, hey, I ah. can see my house from here. Ooh, ah. <laughs> <laughs> That, that's cool, man. Just yeah. um, how appropriate. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. So, again, this is episode 150 of NASCAR Radio, where trading cards and racing meet. I'm your pal Val, and with me is the man, the myth, the legend, PSA, and White Castle Hall of Famer, Logan. Logan, how are you today? I'm doing pretty good. I'm feeling like making a Vegemite sandwich. Ooh, that would be tasty. Actually, <laughs> I had somebody said that those are horrible, so. Yeah, I'm going to uh, smile while I'm doing it. Oh yeah, for the folks that listen in Australia, I'd love to know your thoughts on the Vegemite sandwich. So yes, since uh, men leave that in the comments. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so I'd uh, like to thank our sponsor, Panini America. Uh, have a great show today. We are going to talk uh, racing recap. We had a few races. The I hope everybody's sitting down. The 2023 Panini Chronicles sell sheet dropped. So we're gonna. Do a quick dive into it. There's a little shakeup on a little thing of uh, subsets here and there. So we'll talk about that. And then we'll talk. Uh, we'll check out King's Court. Looking forward to this week's edition of that. So, yeah, we've got an enhanced extended version of King's Court this week. <laughs> yeah, a few more. And shout outs. Want to thank new subscribers, Kyle Satch. And Fireman Fishy 29 welcome to the program. We appreciate being subscribers. Uh, you... we, we reeled them in. <laughs> yeah, I like that, Fishy Man. <laughs> yeah, if you're a new, a new subscriber, we'll give you a shout out on uh, the show. And then naturally, we want to thank our shout out to Used to Be Fast, Kyle Katz, Skidmarks, Fireman Fishy 29 Justin Williams and Cade Hesterman for the YouTube comments. We read them. So please leave them. Uh, some good discussions going on there. So anything yeah. else? I think no, man. Can... I think we need to do some race recaps. Yeah. Let's roll, roll into that here. Let's uh, the Craftsman truck series. They were off next race. Race number 14 is the O'Reilly auto parts. 150 at mid Ohio sports car course. And that's going to be Saturday, July 8th at 1 30 PM. You know what? I think I heard that Haley Deegan still crashed this weekend. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm not going to. I don't even want to go there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> she totally. I saw that she tweeted out about some kind of grill stuff and her room had a Peloton in it. I wish she was spending time more at the track or on the simulator, but that's besides the point. Yeah, well, there you go. We know where the priorities are, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Moving over to the Xfinity Series. That was race number 16. Uh, well, I'll talk about it in a minute. <laughs> that was the Loop 121, and that was Saturday, July 1st at Chicago Street Race in Chicago, Illinois. Cole Custer was our winner <laughs> after 25 laps. <laughs> and the highest finishing rookie was Sammy Smith at position 6. Yeah, that race didn't even make it halfway, and they still had to call it official because they can't come back. And then they tried the next day, and it was still, you know, a deluge. You know, they were they were building arcs and things. So 
they had to they had to just call it. I hate that they had to do that, but uh, Cole Custer, man, congrats to him for winning that. Yeah, it was one of those unprecedented thing. I can't remember the last time they did something like this. So I can't either. I cannot remember the last time they made an official race before halfway. Yeah, I probably should look that stat up, but I didn't. It's I I don't remember. But anyway, let's, let's talk about Ice Cold Custer. His rookie cards, 2016. He's in Panini certified card number 87. That's the one to the right there in the PSA holder. A few parallels to that. There's also a Panini certified potential signatures and the different parallels of that. He's in 2016 Panini Prism, but only with autographs with the driver signature Prisms. And there's multiple parallels of the signature there. And then 2016 Panini Torque has a base card there with the different parallels, printing plates, test proofs, and then Panini 2016 Panini Torque driver scripts, which is next to that. So sweet. He's got a pretty good auto. Yeah, he, he knows how to pose real good too. You notice he's got the one hand on the hip, and then he's got both hands on the hip, and he's he's he's, yeah. he's a good poser. It's like all right, it's like those 360 cameras. You take a photo and they just run around, run around you. So it's like turn to the left, turn to the right, straight. Yeah, yep. like the Matrix. Yeah. Well, you know, 2016. Think about it, right? Panini was just making cards, and he here's his rookie. So cool. anyway, moving over to Sammy Smith. His rookie is 2022 Dunruss. He has the rated rookie card number 39. <laughs> which is living infinity here at NASCAR <laughs> radio. Yeah. That guy, <laughs> because of that guy. I don't know if I can load it up here. That guy. Yeah. That guy. <laughs> so sorry, everybody. <laughs> we amuse ourselves over here. So, yeah. uh, well, all the, all the parallels and four printing plates for the Dunruss rated rookie. There's also driver signatures, with a few parallels to that. There's also, he's also in the 2022 Panini Chronicles, bunch of the subsets, the Clear Vision, Clearly Donruss, Obsidian, Spectra, Stars and Stripes, Chronicles, XR, and then we move over to 2022 Panini Prism and all the parallels there. It looks like there's nine numbered and nine and 10 unnumbered. A lot of parallels mm -hmm. in Prism. Also, with the 2022 Panini Prism, there's sensational signatures as well. And then he's also in the 2022 Panini National Treasures. A lot mm. of 2022 cards to collect for Sammy Smith. Hmm. Yeah, lots of stuff there. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Next race, race number 17. That's the Alsco Uniforms 250. And that's at Atlanta Motor Speedway. That is also Saturday, July 8th. But this is at 8 p.m. Eastern. Got a doubleheader on Saturday. Yeah, they're doing that uh, Nashville Super Speedway stuff and putting putting races at late at night. <laughs> wait till we get to the Cup race. Oh, I know. Speaking of the Cup race, we're going we're moving over there. That was the Grant Park 220. That was race number 18, and that was at the Chicago Street Race in Chicago, Illinois. Shane Van Gisbergen. <laughs> Gisbergen. That's yeah. what I said. Was our winner. Highstrings Ricky was Ty Gibbs, <laughs> position nine. He loves that ninth position, man. I'm, I'm telling you, man. He's finished ninth so many times this uh, year. That's at least five? Yeah, I think so, at least five. 
I don't even know if Noah's cracked a top 20 a few times. Anyway, I digress. He cracked the wall several times. Yeah, he's having some issues. Yeah, I did like did. that shirt, though, that Baconator shirt. I need to yeah, get one of those. Cool. <laughs> All right, I lost my mark here. <laughs> uh, so, oh, his first, his first cards, 2013, the V8 Supercars, card number 26 and card number 54. Those might look familiar. That's the same series that I believe Scott McLaughlin came out of in Australia. So those are pretty cool. Super rare. Yeah, they're they're very rare. Um, I'll I'll go ahead and say what I did. I was with like 15 <laughs> laps to go. I was frantically searching eBay to try to find anything that he he might have. So I went out to Trading Card Database and saw that he had this card. So I was searching him by name. Could not find him by name at all so i searched the the v8 supercars and saw a bunch of cards and sure enough there was some of his cards well there was his card there from a, a seller in australia and they had 20 they had sold all but eight they had eight left and I hate to tell everybody but i went click and bought every single one that they had <laughs> so i bought all eight that he had save on shipping save on shipping uh, I'll have some, you know, we may give one away somewhere. Who knows? I don't know. Well, it remains to be seen. But, of course, now I've got to get, get one graded for my PSA set. If they even grade these, I don't even know. I and think they I do. Get, i got to get his autograph as well. Well, that's what I was thinking. I need, need to get one of those there. And this is a massive long hold because I think he's going to come racing next year at, at the cup level. So that's pretty good. I don't know if you saw the quote from uh, Chase Elliott. <laughs> He said he's going to go home and tell him <laughs> he came over here and whipped everybody's butt. He did whoop everybody's butt, man. He started, restarted uh, 18th on, I think, the caution before the last caution, and uh, he passed everybody and won the race, man. So I was I was proud for him. I, I thought it was a great win, personally. I know there's a lot of people that, you know, think that it's not quite pure NASCAR what happened with this street street course. But to me, I enjoyed it thoroughly. There wasn't a whole lot of lead changes, official lead changes. There were a lot of lead changes, you know, throughout out the race, but not official lead changes. But I still thought it was a great race. I think NASCAR is taking a lot of chances. This one paid off immensely. And I'm very, very proud for, for NASCAR, for him, for uh, Trackhouse and everybody associated with that. Because it was, it was, to me, I was, I was just jumping around just, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, go, man, go, go, go. I mean, I love to see a new winner and a first-time winner in their first start, which is absolutely amazing. When was the last time that happened? The last time that happened was 1963. It was, it was Johnny Rutherford. He won a Daytona 500 qualifying race, which back in those days, they paid points for those. So that was an official race. And he was driving for Smokey Eunuch, who's not in the NASCAR Hall of Fame, who needs to be in the NASCAR Hall of Fame. And it's probably the, the greatest genius ever to to turn a wrench on a stock car. He's up there, but not to get into the hair, but I think as long as the France family's involved, he's done because he had not too nice things to say about yeah. Bill France and uh, so forth. So anyway, one day we probably need to get into history one day. Some of these guys, just incredible, just the stories and stuff. So anyway, where else was it going with this? I think you. I think we covered everything. So well, well, there's actually some more. You know, he was also 
know, there's been a lot of road course ringers over the years. He was the very, oh, actually, I think he was the second road course ringer to win in their first road course race in a one-off effort, I think, since, I think it was Mark Donahue won for Roger Penske. I think it was in that, that red, white, and blue Matador in 1973. So that's pretty cool. So, yeah, that's, because uh, I, don't th- I don't think it, that was, that was, uh, I don't know, I, I, that, that was not Mark Donahue's first race when he won that. He already raced a few races. So it's not, it's a little bit different from what Gisbergen did, but still, that's pretty cool too, to be, to be up there with a, a one of the greats like Mark Donahue. Speechless. I, I'm just excited, you know, what this does for the international market. We had a road course where, you know, NASCAR would always, you know, the F1 guys and everybody else just, I think it was a big win. Like I think we said it was what NASCAR spent like fifty million for this thing. They spent fifty million dollars out of pocket, and knowing that they were going to lose money on this effort, but I think it's going to pay big dividends down the road because I think they're locked in for the next few years to to come back there and race again. And there was a lot of first time uh, people going to that race, a lot of first time fans. So that that in itself was was amazing too. I would love to have been there, I, but man, I don't know that I would have wanted to wait out all that rain because they they got like uh, a month's worth of rain, I think, or at least that in that one day. It just kept on and on. When I turned on the TV that next morning at uh, ten o'clock, I went, oh, "Really? Still raining?" I looked at the radar and it was like, "Oh my god, they are they are absolutely killed." I was just hoping it was going to be on the national weekend. I was too. I mean, Chicago's got a lot going on, man. And they got uh, Lollapalooza, I think, is the week after the national. So they got a lot going on in July up there. Yep. All right, let's move, keep it moving. Our highest fishing rookie, Ty Gibbs, which we've talked about. Oh, my goodness. As much as we talk about Max for stopping. But you need to know 2020 Panini Chronicles, a lot of the different sets in there. Crusade, Crusade has autographs, Phoenix, Phoenix autographs, score, score autographs. Spectra, no autographs there. And then 2020 Panini Prism, no base cards, just scripted signatures. Yeah, I've got two words, scribble, scribble. Yes, sir. All right, next race, race number 19. That's going to be the Quaker State 400 at Atlanta Motor Speedway. That is Sunday, July 9th at, wait for it, 7 p.m. Eastern. Just like the Nashville race, it's going to start at 6 o'clock my time. They yeah. have lights at Atlanta? Yes, they have lights. Uh, that's what I thought. Uh, end of lighting. Stages, end of lap 60, 160, and 260. Moving over to Formula One. That was the 2023 Rolex Grand Prix of Austria. That was Sunday, July 2nd, at Red Bull Ring, Spielberg, Austria. Oh, what? Yeah. Did I hear you say Max? Max Verstappen was our winner. Oh my God, he's gonna he's gonna get a hundred wins here in the next few years. He's gonna he's gonna pass at this rate. He's gonna pass uh, Lewis Hamilton with no problem. That reminds me, I didn't update my stats. That's uh, he's won the last seventeen of twenty three races. Uh, he did not lead all the laps. He led sixty one of the seventy one. Charles Leclerc. Uh, led 10. He came in second, followed by Sergio Perez, Lando Norris, top four, 
Max extends his lead over Sergio Perez to 81 points in the championship. Yeah, just same song, different verse. Yeah, we I know we talked about Max, his cards. You can find his some of his earliest cards in 2016 Tops Trumps. It's two different releases in 2016. You have the one on the left and the one on the right. And on the right-hand side, shows you the backs of the two different versions for 2016. He also has a 2018 version of Topps Trumps. This is all before the 2020. In 2020, he has the Topps Now. Let me go through the list here. And then in 2020, Topps Chrome Formula One. There are 13 cards and one image variation for the set. And then those are duplicated with all the parallels for those sets. That's also duplicated for the 2020 Topps Chrome Formula One Sapphire Edition. There are a few insert sets. There's the track tags and the world of wheels. There's autographs in those in the Chrome and some of the other ones that I like and we'll talk about are the, if you, you don't have the, I don't know if it's that, the other ones are out of your budget, the 2020 Tops F1 official stickers. There's 11 stickers there. And then also the 2020 Tops Turbo Attacks Formula One. There was, there's 12 cards there and three limited edition cards. Then you also have the 2020 Tops Dynasty Formula One with the Autographs, patches, and suits, uh, team duels, and other dual relics, triple relics, stuff like that for Max in 2020. You, you know, looking at this picture, put that picture back up for a sec. You see the sticker on the right? Mm-hmm. Look at his hair. It's like almost black. And it's the same exact pose on the Topps Chrome F1 Sapphire Edition, the PSA 10. And he's kind of got brownish hair. I, I see that. Yeah, <clears throat> that is the. Uh, I think that's the variation on that. Card <laughs> yeah, the famous Not, Max Verstappen black hair from the sticker. Yeah, yeah. on the sticker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just thought I'd point that out. Oh, I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Next race that is going to be July 9th at 10 a.m. Eastern. That's going to be the British Grand Prix, and that's going to be at the Silverstone Circuit. That's going to be a good race. I like I like the Silverstone course. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Moving over to IndyCar. That was a 2023 Honda Indy 200 of Mid-Ohio. That was also Sunday, July 2nd at Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course in Lexington, Ohio. Alex Pillow was our winner. I was going to say I'm looking here as uh, how they finished. I watched that one. That was pretty good, but I don't know if it was snooze fest. He uh, led 48 of those 80 laps, and he came on pretty much in the second half. He had good fuel mileage, was able to uh, do like a short pit and just kind of drove away with it. So, But I can't, was that four or five wins for him? Let me see. Four wins for him. So I think three in a row. He's having a great season. I'll have to admit, I recorded that race, but with all the holiday stuff going on, I did not watch it. So, boo, yes. <laughs> well, he leads Scott Dixon by 110 points in the championship. So, but a win is 53 points. So, let's see, second was 41 points. So, doing the math quick, that's uh, what, 12 points different. So, 
you'd have to come in first and he'd have to come in second for what, 10 weeks or whatever. So, yeah, but he's doing very well. And yeah, this, is, this is his championship to lose. I think, I think so. And how ironic his rookie cards, his rookie cards are this year in the chip Canassi racing set. Good. All right. There you go. Yeah. There's, there's the autograph. Go ahead. Yeah, so this is 2023 Chip Canassi Racing set. We've talked about it. If you can go back to a few episodes ago, uh, we talked about it, I guess, for about a month. This is something that Chip Canassi uh, did with American Legion, which is uh, Alex Plow's sponsor for his car. Pretty, they're pretty cool cards, cool sets, 37 cards, I believe it is, including five autographs. Alex Plow is one of those. The print run is 100 for the autographs each. They are not numbered, but individually numbered. But and so uh, there, and there's a variation on the cards. I want to say variation. You can find it with or without the car card number on it. The ones with the card number are the ones that come out of the pack. The ones without the card number are those that are given out at the track or used as hero cards. And then on the right of the image, there is a photo of the. Autograph card, which Logan was showing in the back there to the top right, and the the Canassi Racing packs if you're if you can find some on the left. Yeah, I'd like to find some more of those packs because I like those cards a lot. <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> it's a it's a cool set. It's a tough one too. Yeah, it is. And the the collation is not that great. I will say that. Well, you get more of the plain border cards and you do the chrome so you're naturally going to get less of those but mm-hmm. next race race number 10 is going to be july 16th and that's going to be the honda Indy toronto race at 3 p.m my neighbors are shooting off fireworks if you hear them that's what that's what's going on or, or it's, it is memphis so it could be gunfire you never know <laughs> and if you like south carolina it's, fireworks are legal so you can you can light those off any day so Sometimes my wife's asking me, well, why are they lighting those off? And I'm like, it's Thursday. <laughs> yeah. You can. It's anyway. Fifth of July. Why not? <laughs> well, that or, you know, October 3rd, whatever, you know, whatever day. So I yeah. can usually tell the folks that moved to South Carolina that are that are new to the area or the state. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. That's what we have. So I guess we'll go into our next segment. Can we talk about tr- chronicles? Yes. 2023 Chronicles. The sell sheet is out. They are slated to be released August 23rd. So you can write that date down in pencil. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Be sure you have a nice eraser. <laughs> that was what I was going to say. <laughs> I'm sorry to feel your thunder. <laughs> no, no, no. You're fine. I was going to say, you know, write that down in pen. No <laughs> pencil. And lightly. You might be erasing that a few times. All right. So, like I said, the sell sheet, we have a few images here. Uh, they look good, naturally. You know, usually Pinny does pretty, looks pretty good. So, we have this Vertex Autograph Gold there, the XR Autograph Hollow Silver, and Select Autograph Gold Vinyl. So, uh, the, the little words. Sorry. No, it says search for autographs of your favorite drivers in several different autograph sets, including Select and XR. Yeah, the Vertex is new. That's gonna that's new to the brand. Yeah, XR, I remember. And Select's been, I think, has been in and out of Chronicles. Yeah, XR, I think, I think, was new last year, I believe. 
you know, XR is, you know, kind of new. Vertex is completely new. It's it's the rookie of the set. So look good. All right. Uh, next slide. And so we have the Prime Jumbo patches, which love that Prime. Of course, they show that low there, that NASCAR Cup Series champion. That's that'd be that's a killer patch. <laughs> Whoever gets that one. Yeah. The elite. But it's upside down though. Well, not if you turn it the other way. Yeah, but look at look at the writing where it says Prime Jumbo NASCAR patch. Yeah. It's we talked about that before. The way they they build those, it's it's interesting. I guess they got a 50-50 shot and they jump wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Elite Master Elite Materials Hollow Gold there with the Earnhardt Jr., the Recon Jumbo Swatch Hollow Platinum Blue. That doesn't look like a jumbo swatch, but no. If that's a jumbo, I hate to see the small one. You, you know what I'd like to see them do is like have some uh, Victory Lane used watermelon seeds cards. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, small print with six memorabilia sets. There are plenty of swatches to go around. Look for the super rare prime jumbo swatches that include an oversized patch. All right, yeah. next, next slide, please. Select is back. So there's a purple of the Jeff Gordon and clear vision green version of Richard Petty, the King immaculate red. So immaculate's new. Yeah. I like that. That's cool looking. Yeah. Collect various base sets throughout the products, such as immaculate elements, clear vision, select and chronicles was elements is elements new oh it sounds new it, very it well does but I, I can't stop thinking of wheels elements but yeah that, that's probably what we're thinking about i think that's new to the brand okay and then let's go to our next slide so the hobby configuration eight cards a pack six packs a box 16 boxes a case that's normal we have chronicles racing returns for 2023 with all the best brands and parallels that feature the top drivers of the sport. The best part of Chronicles is the amount of sets to collect, and 2023 will be no different. Find a selection of sub substrates, including C2S, Optichrome, and PETG in every box. Find swatches of, of tire, fire suit, and sheet metal in Chronicles swatches, Recon Jumbo Materials, Gold Standard, Newly Minted Memorabilia, and Prime Jumbo Swatches. Look for autographs from top stars, veterans, and the rising prospects of NASCAR. Pull three autographs, one memorabilia card per box on average. Sweet. So what the heck is the PETG? I, I'm I'm guessing that's, you know, when I was reading that, I'm thinking like a cereal box. It's like you include all the stuff and a and the, and the toy in every box. Well, right. I can I, I can tell you what PETG stands for. It's polyethylene terephthalate glycol, also known as PETG. So one thing I forgot to read is the box break. Three autographs, one memorabilia card, two immaculate cards. There's something missing, something new, something old. Spectra. Whoa. Discontinue. No mention of Spectra. Oh, so they're dumping Spectra and putting in Immaculate. So I think that's pretty cool. I, I, I'm, I'm down with that. It's groovy. Yeah. 
Uh, which one was Macklin showed this? This one here. So they are Chase Elliott to the right. So that's what the Immaculate's going to look like. So I'm wondering if it's a how thick of a card that is. If it's going to be thick like the old Spectra's, or is it going to be a normal? That's one thing I like Spectra, and I didn't like Spectra because it was so thick. Yeah, I bet they're going to be thick, just like just like Spectra. Uh, I'm, I'm going to put money on it. Okay. So so let, let's go back to this PETG thing that intrigues me. The polyethylene terephthalate glycol. Let's do it. You know that is going to be. Some people like to call it acetate, but I mean that's not what it is. It's it's for the clear cards. Is basically what that means. I do know that those cards have a 500 degree melting point. So if you're like outside and you leave them in your car, should be good. Okay, it's always good. It's always good to know. Yeah, and then I also found out that that material is like it's clear and sturdy and cheap and easy to produce. Okay. But you know what the best thing about it is? Tell me what the best thing is. I bet you know. I know. Tell me. It doesn't yellow. Yes. Ding, 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 ding. You just won a brand new PETG card. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'd like to thank <laughs> my wife and my daughter. <laughs> anyway. <You had me. laughs> so I, I do like that, right? Because we've seen some of the old acetate that are yellowing. Not not produced in the last five or six years, but I don't know, 20 years ago or whatever. And with a 500 degrees, I was just thinking, man, you can, you know, where packs were bricking up or whatever, you were, I guess, them, them melting together. So maybe that won't happen, but we'll see. Yeah. Well, we'll we're going to find out. So I'm, you know, Panini makes some great cards. So I may, uh, I may chunk one in a microwave and see what happens. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we All did right, that I'll... a long time ago with, uh, I mean, this is back in the 90s with, like, upper deck score. We had all kinds of different tests, and one of them was the microwave test. And, of course, the upper deck cards caught on fire because of the of the hologram that was on there. Yeah. <laughs> that card is on fire. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? All right, I'm adding it to the list here. This is the list that goes to Panini here the, about asking about the PETGs. Cool. Want to know You're more in charge of that. that. Yeah, also, if you were on, I guess it was last week or two weeks ago, the 75th anniversary cards, autographs, are they on card? Mm, I don't know. You know That's a question. I've, I've been buying a bunch of those redemptions because I want to try to get the base set autographs and then the hollow set autographs. And of course, Jeff and, I mean, yeah, Jeffy Pooh and Junior are the most expensive ones. And of course, Danica, everybody's asking crazy prices for Danica, which. Dude, she never won a race. Come on. She's in every product every year since 2016. <sighs> oh, I saw her in a commercial. I almost had to do double take. It was for auto insurance. Huh. Like, you know, insure your car if your car's warranty is out of date. And Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, wow. I didn't expect her. Anyway, so back to Chronicles. 2023 prices are about 120 bucks pre-sale. I think that's about what they were last year. I know that the blowout's got the 2020 the Ty Gibbs rookie years for 129. So uh, let's see. Again, we have Mac Immaculate. So we'll see how uh, three autos, one memorabilia box. Yeah, I'm excited about it. I mean, I like all the different Panini issues, but I would have to say that that Chronicles is probably my favorite because it's so diverse and it's 
it's a challenge to try to complete the set. You know, I didn't complete last year's set because of the Spectra. But this year, since they're going to have Immaculate, I may try to complete the Immaculate set. I'm sure it's going to be 100 cards. Yeah, I'm pretty, I guess that would be a safe bet to a pack, I mean, to a box. So that's a tough, tough set. Yeah, because it's going to be the inaugural edition of, of Immaculate. You know, like Spectra was, you know, when I collected it, I got got the entire set. And, of course, my last card that year was Ty Freaking Gibbs. <laughs> so it's three years of... Spectra 2020, 21, 22. Yeah. But well, we want, I, we, um, I'm excited. I'm, yeah, me too. Like I said, I saw the shell sell sheet come down and, you know, we wanted to bring that to everybody, at least get an idea of what we're looking at, what some of the changes are and about the immaculate and the spectra change. Uh, I know everybody's still digging through the Dunruss. So yeah, I haven't even bought a box yet. If you can believe that. Same here. I'm uh, working on it. So we've got the national coming up. We won't have any, any releases until after the national. So man, I wish they would do a um, silver pack or something for Donruss boxes. Gosh, I hope that they include racing this year for the silver packs. That was such a letdown last year. Yeah. I'm hoping all at least the big three bring racing this year instead of bringing F1. Well, we all know what's going on right now. So hopefully they will. Yep. Uh, anything else? Um, yeah, I, I did kind of want to touch on the race itself from Chicago and some of the ratings sure. real quick. So this is from Jayski and it says that NBC sports coverage of the first ever NASCAR cup series city street race from Chicago averaged a total audience delivery of 4.795 million viewers, which was pretty, pretty healthy. Uh, it was the most watched NASCAR Cup Series race on NBC in six years since Indianapolis in 2017. Oh, wow. So, so that's pretty cool. And it was the most watched NASCAR Cup Series race on any network since the Daytona 500 this year, which had over 8 million viewership. And, it, of course, it was – they say it's projected to be the most watched sporting event of the weekend. Of course, I, it, it definitely was. They said, despite the weather delay at the start and the shortened race due to the sunset, uh, excitement for the Grant Park 220 in Chicago never dampened, and it was bolstered by the improbable victory of New Zealander Shane Van Gisbergen. Go Shane. So I think it was a great race. Again, I think I said that earlier, but I was very excited to see that happen, especially when it's a non-series regular. I, I, I was thinking back about that and i think the last time that there was a non-series regular that won the race was brad keselowski at talladega when was that like 2009 or whenever that was uh that was that was the race where he put carl edwards literally in the air into the fence at the end of the race and that's when carl edwards did his ricky bobby and walked across the start finish line so it's always cool for me to see somebody come in who's not a not a series regular and, and win a race. So I was very, very excited for that. I like it. It brings, you know, possibly a new audience, diversifying, getting more international drivers in NASCAR instead of, you know, everybody from the U.S. You know, started with, with Daniel, Daniel Suarez. And, well, we also had Marcus Ambrose as well. Yeah. Prior to him. But, well, you know what this means now. This means that Chicago, that Chicago, that NASCAR can race anywhere in the United States. 
They can go anywhere now and race. They've proven they can do it. It's it's exciting. People like it. And so now they can go to any city and hold a race if they want to. If, if they, Of course, they can get the city officials to sign off on it. But but literally, they could go anywhere now and, and hold a race. I feel like this was a little bit of defending the U.S. turf from F1. Yeah, I would agree. I didn't think about that, but I, I would agree with that. Right, because we have some road courses, but and you know F1 was in Coda, and then Miami. Now going to Las going to Las Vegas. So it seems like you know they're trying to fend them off from the U.S. So and by all means, other than you know shorting in the uh, shorting the races and the weather, you know otherwise than not, I think it turned out fantastic. I did too. Just think, NASCAR could go to Las Vegas. Can you imagine that? Having use a similar course as Formula One, going going through the streets of Las Vegas, that would be fantastic. So, like I said, now they can go anywhere. And you know, I think NASCAR is possibly positioning itself to go more international now. You know, they they've got the technology, they've got a car that's relevant. And I think that that's going to help them, you know, if they want to push to a, an international market or maybe have an international series, I don't know how they would work that, but they certainly, I think they certainly can do that now. It's been a while since they've done that, but I can definitely see them, you know, going over to Europe or making some inroads into international to get, to get that other market. So I know they used to run in Europe, uh, NASCAR had a Europe series, so I would like to see them like in, you know, how about like on the Silverstone course in 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 England? I mean that that would be cool. I mean there's yeah, a lot played, of places, there's a lot of places they can go. Yeah, we know they played football over there and baseball this year. It'd be awesome to run something like that. So, well, we know there's a lot of smart folks over at NASCAR, and I know they're working on, you know, just look at the last few years how they changed stuff around that they're they're working on it. So, yeah. So it's the future's bright. I will say that. I mean, I think the greatest thing they ever did was get rid of the twisted sister car and, and go with this next gen car. So it's, it's just, it's just made a world of difference. So I just thought of this. So 2023, we've seen the re- revival of North Willsboro Speedway for the all-star race. And we've seen a street race in Chicago in the same year. It's been a great year. And, you know, it's the 75th anniversary. Only the best is yet to come, I guess. Yep. Very exciting. So, you know, I know a lot of folks who watch the show are big, you know, in the NASCAR. We have some folks with F1 and IndyCar. You know, I do like with, with NASCAR possibly growing the sport, this might help uh, expand NASCAR trading cards to some more markets here. So definitely. So we will see. All right. Uh, any, anything else? Yes, sir. I think that's all I got, man. Um, I just wanted to mention that about the ratings and things for Chicago. No, it's good. Uh, thank you. So I think that's all I got. Uh, I think it's time to press play on the iPod. All right. In this week's King's Court, we have an expanded version because there were so many fantastic, awesome, groovy, swell cards that I just couldn't leave some of these off. 
In fact, there's one you're going to see here in a minute that made me cry. So <laughs> we'll start off with our honorable mention number one. This was on the 2nd of July. It's a 2022 Prism NASCAR Dale Earnhardt Jr. patented penmanship gold vinyl one of one PSA 10. And this card went out for bidding. And it ended up at 1126 bucks with 52 bids. I like that card. That's nice. It's a nice looking card, that uh, gold vinyl with the white and the red and the, the gold vinyl. It's a nice looking card. 52 bids. Yeah. It was a strong market for that one, man. So it's nice. I like that card a lot. All right. So it only gets better. Oh, wow. Okay. Let's go. So we have an honorable mention number two. This was on the 3rd of July. It's a Dale Earnhardt Sr. 1983 Uno card number 27 rookie card, which I probably will agree with that. And it's a BGS 7.5. It had a buy it now price of 800 bucks. You know what happened? Somebody clicked it. Somebody went click. And bought it for eight hundred dollars, a seven point five. Yeah, well, you don't see them. <laughs> no, you don't. You might as well try to get one while you can, because they have they have dried up. Um, but that's a that's an awesome card. I think that card in any grade is a good card to have. That's that's starting to get up into glamour card territory right there. I think it sure is. So it's a it's a sweet card. So congrats to whoever got that one, man. I love that card. All right. Yeah, so, beautiful. Yeah. So we also have an honorable mention number three. Oh. <laughs> this was on the 30th of June. And I must have been asleep at the wheel. Because I totally missed this card and I need this card for my STP set. So that's this is the one I'm crying over. It's a 1972 STP Bobby Allison rookie card, PSA 5. Very rare card, it says. They were asking $1,200 for this card, which I think that, that's not even a bad price for that, honestly. But they accepted a best offer of $925, which makes it even a better deal, in my opinion. This is one tough card, period. I will agree. It is a tough one. Yeah. I I need this for my set. If I had seen it, I would have bought it. And I, I it must have gone really quick after it was listed, I would have to say. Um, I think so. I, I don't think it even showed up on my email list. It didn't show up on mine either. Yeah, so it has been bought and sold the same day. Well, somebody realized that that was a great price. I mean, I, I'm sure they threw an offer out there, and when the, the seller went, Okay, they they were happy, but I think I'll tell you the seller. I think left money on the table. I think he should have put this thing up at about two grand and see where it went from there. Because I think twelve hundred dollars, even at twelve hundred dollars, that was a good price. That card is that rare. Yeah, I'm surprised. You know, this is something it put at auction. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it looks great. It must have a hair um, hair crease or something on it. Mm-hmm. But of course, when I look at that, I'm like, "Ooh, that look good autographed." But that's uh, yeah, 
But there's only one card graded higher. There's a PSA 7 of this card, and that's it. So, yeah, man. Whoever got that, um, DM me. Maybe we can make a deal. Because I would like to buy this card from you. And you, you I'll give you I'll give you the twelve hundred dollars if you <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> All right. So you heard it here. So yeah, I'm I'm upset with myself for missing this. But yeah, beautiful card, beautiful card, and an extremely rare card. Yep. All um, right. All right. Now finally we're getting to <laughs> the, the meat of the program. Our Joker of the Week. This was on the 3rd of July. A lot of, a lot of stuff on the 3rd of July. Kidco 1982 Tough Wheels. It says it's a 68 or 69 Charger Daytona Hemi 440 Mopar Dodge. Um, I have one of those cars. It's, it's pretty cool. But I, I wouldn't buy that for the, the car. I would buy it for the card because that's the Dale Earnhardt card on there. Um, it went out for bidding. This went for $258.33 with seven bids. I think you were a player, Val, weren't you? I was, not for very long. <laughs> well, I was for a long time until the bidding started. <laughs> yeah, so what ha- t- tell us what happened. Oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, it sat at 20 something bucks until, I don't know, the last couple of minutes, last minute. So it... Uh, Shot to 180 and just never looked back here. So there were two mm. other big players in there. I don't, I'd love to know if they're after the, the car or the card. So it is a cool looking car, but if I got that thing, that thing was getting open. So, oh, absolutely. Now, here's, here's the reason I was not a player on that because I saw it, but my turnoff was. It looks like it's been beat up pretty good, and it looks like it's gotten some water damage on it. You can look at it and see. Right there, yeah. Yeah. So did that affect the card? I don't know. But that was the turnoff for me. If it had been a nice back on that packaging, I'd have been all over that. But that that's what got me. Yeah, pretty cool. So, I mean, I'm looking at that card. It looks fairly well-centered. Yeah, it looked good. I don't know about the, the corners, and I don't didn't see the protective. I don't know if it has a protective over it or not. It doesn't look like it. Maybe it does, but um, that's always a risk. But um, like I said, my my goal was I was opening that. So if I want it, me too. So, All right, yeah, cool, man. All right, next up's our Jack of the Week. This is our young driver. This is on the 29th of June. It's a 2020 Topps Chrome F1 Orange. We see a lot of orange cars on this program. Lando Calrissian Norris. It's a rookie card, it says, of course. It's number 22 of 25. And they were asking five grand for this, which is not one of those weird pie-in-the-sky numbers. And it ended up going for $3,000 on best offer. Wow. Three grand. Wowzer. So his autograph looks fair. I think he used a spirograph or something to do it, but <laughs> it's, it's it's very intricate and I guess thought out, right? It's not just some scribbles. There's some definition to those squiggles. So yep. 
most definitely. Yep. So cool card. I mean, and again, it's a, that's a raw card. It's not even graded. Yeah, three grand raw card. Mine, yeah. Okay, next up, you're going to be surprised on this one, I'm sure. Our Queen of the Week. This is the third of July. It's a 2022 Prism Profiles White Sparkles. It's a signature one of one Haley Deegan card number 71 PSA 10. That's the card grade. That's not an auto grade. It went out for bidding and it ended up at $534.89 with 33 bids. Yeah. Wow. 101 PSA 10 Haley. Yeah. Again, I'm. I'm buying Dale Earnhardt Senior Autos at those prices. Yeah, I'm with you. But it's a cool card. I mean, yeah, you can work on the rainbow with that. Yep, you can you can play Skittles for sure. So that's Com C. Yeah, uh, I was just gonna say, yeah, um, you know, might be able to get it cheaper, but you can't because it's no. Com C auction. I, you can pay pay for it with your Com C money, though. Yeah, well, there is that. So that's anyway, cool. yeah, I just saw the comp scene. All right. Yeah, so that's an amazing card. Congrats to whoever got it. Uh, I, th I think it's pretty cool. I mean, it's a PSA 10. Yeah, White Sparkle 101. Yep. All right. Our King of the Week is was on the 4th of July. Born on the 4th of July. Anyway, it's a 2016 Panini Prism Chase Elliott Rookie Gold Prism card number 63. It's a BGS nine. So look at those subgrades. You know, they had, that, that centering is what got it. I think if it had better centering, it probably would have been a nine point five, maybe. But it's number nine of ten. So keep that in mind. It's number number nine of ten. Mm. Yeah. So that helped it. They were asking $1,699.99 for this card. They accepted a best offer of $1,200. Wow. $1,200. Uh, do I think it's worth it? Maybe. Um, much more worth it than Haley Deegan. Um, so I think that's a cool card, man. Congrats to whoever got it. Too bad it was off center, man. If it'd been off, if it'd been centered up, I think you'd had a nine five easily. But still a very nice card. Yeah. Very it, nice. It's it pretty very well. Yeah. That gold border, man. I love that gold border. And that blue in the uniform, blue auto, mm -hmm. blue in the, the name. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, very nice card. Congrats to whoever got it. Yes. All right. All right. So next up is our Ace of the Week, which is our one of one. This was on the 29th of June. And I think Max Verstappen is testing wind speed or something. I'm not really sure what he's doing there. <laughs> he's trying to find what direction the wind's coming from. I think but, so. But uh, anyway, it's a 2022 Topps Chrome F1. Um, it says Max Verstappen, of course, it's a PSA 10. And I think I have got the wrong. It's numbered out of twenty-five. Yes, yeah, numbered out of twenty-five. Oh wait, you've got you've got the royal flush, dude. Uh, do I? What, am I missing one? Yeah, the yeah the the one of one. There you go. How'd I jump over it? I don't know. Maybe, maybe your computer's acting up. I don't know. Maybe. All right. Sorry. <laughs> 
because I was looking at my it's Lance my, Lance Stroll Super Factor. Yep. Yeah, here we go. This is our one of the one of the week. This is on the 29th. It's a 2022 Topps Chrome F1 Lance Stroll Super Factor, one of one Aston Martin. And it went out for bidding, and it landed on fourteen hundred and fifty-seven dollars and eleven cents for this card with nineteen bids for Lance Stroll. But Aston Martin is doing very well this year, so uh, there is that. It's a cool card. It's a, it's another of those gold cards. I love gold. So pretty cool. It's a nice looking card. And he's got the the fist the, the fist in the air. He's like, yeah, man, I want to kick some F1 butt. Yeah. But cool card. Yeah, that's pretty strong there. Yeah, it's pretty strong for, for Lance Stroll. Nine, yeah, Lance Stroll nine. Uh, PSA nine one one. Mm-hmm. Uh, 19 bids, so the few folks want that. Yeah. I don't think it's that's a bad deal. I mean, you know, one-on-ones are tough. So, I mean, if you can get one, and it's, even if it's in that PSA 9, I think it's great. Yeah, with, put, that, with that gold foil, whatever, for yeah. Chrome. Yep. All right, so drum roll, please, for our Royal Flush, which you guys have already kind of seen it. Yeah. Act this surprised, is, everybody. Yeah, act surprised, yeah. Oh, wow, look at it. It's Max. <gasps> It's Max. I would never guess that. Oh, no. Wow. Okay, this was on the 4th of July. 2022 Topps Chrome F1 Orange Refractor Max Verstappen. And it's out of 25. It's a PSA 10. It's an auto 10, which they decided to get the auto graded. And here's one of those freaking pie-in-the-sky asking prices. They were wanting $69,999.99. They settled on a best offer of $14,000 for that card. <laughs> That's a big difference. <laughs> it's a huge difference, man. Uh, you know, I'm not a fan of those throwing out the, the big numbers and seeing what sticks. I, you know, try to get it somewhere close. But anyway. Yeah, I want a Tesla and I settle for a dirt bike. Yeah, pretty much. I like that. I like the analogy. But uh, again, it's another orange card. Those the orange cards seem to do very well. And if you can get one graded a ten, you you've got something. But of course, you know he's got the Red Bull logo, which has got the orange the orange slash red. I guess it's Red Bulls, which kind of look orange. Right. But you know it does it does present well. Nice card. Is it worth fourteen grand to me? No. But still a cool card. Congrats to whoever got it. Uh, I know you'll be happy with it. It's it's like I said, it's already graded, so there's no questions. Very nice. Yeah, cool, man. And it's pretty pretty card. Yep. All right. That's uh, that's it, man. That's all I got for this week's King's Court. Thank you, Logan. Mm-hmm. Uh, any other uh, thing we forgot before we are out of here? Well, let's see. We've got hashtag skid marks. Yes. Ty freaking Gibbs, and hashtag slab fire. Okay. So there you go. And we will be, it's only three weeks to the national. Yeah, there you go. Slap fire. That's what I wanted to know. The national is coming up quick. Yeah, buddy. So I can't wait. Can't wait to see you, Val. Haven't seen you, I guess, since last year in real life. <laughs> uh, I think you're right, actually. Yeah. Oh, um, in Atlantic City. How could I forget that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to even say anything bad about Atlantic City, except it was a toilet. <laughs> okay yeah no looking forward to chicago so and let us know if you're going to attend try to 
get together, have a NASCAR radio get together or something or trade night or something. Have something. Yeah. At least to get together, maybe go eat, maybe something. We'll see what happens. You know, it's, it's all up in the air right now. You know, in fact, we haven't even heard anything about the PSA set registry, cocktail party, dinner, luncheon, Lunch, whatever. whatever we, yeah. we still don't even know anything about that. I mean, I have a, you know, I, I, I talked to Cassetta at uh, PSA and they're still working all that out. So hopefully. All right. We'll all right, well, we won't keep anybody any any longer here. Um, again, thanks for watching the show. Please like the podcast, share NASCAR trading cards or with your friends. Try to get some more folks involved with uh, racing cards. And we appreciate everybody watching and listening. Uh, had a lot of folks from New York, North Carolina check out the podcast recently. So thank you. And then everybody else on YouTube, don't forget to uh, leave a comment if you're uh, found us and you subscribe we'll give you a shout out at the show so again for me and logan we appreciate it and very much and we will see everybody next week we're out of here